What was that? You gave me the side eye and then you started recording. You think I'm going to say something incriminating? Hello! Welcome to Review for Two. My name's Caroline. And I'm Marco. And we are dating. Yeah! And we like to play games with each other. Yeah, because video games are fun to play with other people, and this is a podcast that'll help you find those games that are good to play with other people. Yes. Thank you for that very (laughs) calm, measured response. Yes. Quartz, please stop licking my leg. Thank you. She will never, and that is okay. And welcome to the Calm ASMR cast. (laughs) I'm your host, Marco. Why'd you, like, breathe that? You're like, Marco. Because ASMR. Oh, ASMR would be more like whispering and making, like... ASMR-co. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if we you. ever start an ASMR podcast, that should be your name. What would your name be? Kamaline. Like, I'm calming. Sounds like you're Kamala Trying to Harris. Read Kamala yep. Harris, yeah. Yep, yep, okay, yep. anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Zoo Tycoon. No, we're not. We're not? We're talking about Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Collection. Listen here, you. It's two very different games. We are talking about the fourth iteration of the Zoo Tycoon series. Exactly. Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Collection. Yes. Because there are already two games in this series named Zoo Tycoon, apparently, according to Wikipedia. I didn't I didn't have an end to that oh, sentence. Okay. Um I thought I was gonna find one as I went, and I did not actually. Got it. Yeah. So Caroline. Yes. How about we salvage this podcast by telling me some facts? I uh, will do. Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Collection came out in October of twenty seventeen for Windows ten and Xbox One. Very specific because it was published by Microsoft. Microsoft exclusive. Yes. But it was developed by Asobo Studios. I think that's how you say that. Probably. And it is a uh, zoo business simulator. Yeah. So it's it's another one of like the long line of business sims where you kind of view it from an isometric like RTS view, basically. And the entire goal is just build a business good. It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's like City Simulator. The whole Thrillville. Point... Thrillville? What's Have Thrillville? you ever played Thrillville? No, I've never oh, heard of Thrillville. Oh, we have it. Do we? Yeah, for the PlayStation 2. I'll make you play it. It's actually really fun. It's a it's basically Roller Coaster Tycoon, but I like it more. Okay. Yeah, so it's like all of those. If you played any of those, it's the same except for what specific industry you are building within. Exactly. So the point of the game is that you're running a zoo and you have to build exhibits, adopt animals, get people to come to your zoo so that they pay you more money so that you can build more exhibits, adopt more animals, and just keep on going until you have either built the largest zoo in existence (laughs) or if you're in the campaign or challenge modes, you meet whatever criteria has been set for you to meet. Yes. Yeah. And it is a multiplayer game. This one, it's like all of the single-player zoo tycoons, except that you can just have multiple people working on the same world if you have multiple consoles. Yes. So Caroline and I both booted up our Xboxes and just kind of played together in a single world. Exactly. So this game in particular, the modes we focused on were the single-player campaign mode, the challenges mode, and the sandbox. All of them kind of offer you a different objective and a different goal while you're playing. The sandbox, as its name implies, you have unlimited money and unlimited time and no specific goal. You can just build whatever zoo you want and get your zoo rating high enough to build the best zoo you can. The single player campaign, which is not actually single player because you can just invite up to three friends into your campaign to help you. But the single player campaign is just 30 different kind of one-off missions where it's like, 
here are your four objectives while you're in the San Diego Zoo. Then you go to the Tokyo Zoo, and here are your four objectives here. And then the challenge mode is basically that, but with a broader challenge at the end. They just offer different flavors of zoo building. Exactly. Caroline? Yes. Would you like to get to the review? Sure. So I really like this game. I usually like business simulators, like I was talking about Thrillville a little bit earlier, and we'll definitely play it. It's a really fun, kind of like relaxing game. You know, there's not too much pressure to do things every second, but you're still trying to build something. And it's interesting to see like how ticket prices affect your zoo or how the economy affects your zoo, how ads affect your zoo. And so if you're a nerd like me, and you like that kind of stuff, then it's really interesting. I think it's for the same reason that we really like Farming Simulator, because it was something that we could like have objectives and tasks that we could complete, but we can also say like, hey, I'd really like some cougars now, and let's build a biome for cougars and see how that tracks. It is really entertaining. I also think that the graphics are like pretty well done for, I guess it came out in 2017. So it's pretty recent, but I think that the graphics are really well done. I really like the fact that you can go in as like the zookeeper, like in a first person or third person mode and run around the zoo and actually look at things and interact with animals and like be part of the zoo instead of just having it be top down. Cause I know that like Roller Coaster Tycoon is top down. Mm. Only Thrillville isn't, which is another reason why I like Thrillville, because it's very similar to Zoo Tycoon. So I really enjoy that. I don't know. I just really, I like this game. There are some challenges that really annoy me, and it's not intuitive if you're playing the challenge mode. Like, if it tells you to do a challenge and you don't necessarily know how to do that, you have to, like, look it up. Like, one of our challenges was to take a picture of something, and I had no idea how to do that. It doesn't say, like, camera is right trigger or whatever it is. So that was a little bit frustrating, but I think overall it's pretty intuitive and it is really fun. And if you like zoos, I mean, if you like animals, it's really entertaining and interesting. Yeah. Marco? I absolutely agree. I have not really played a zoo tycoon game in quite a while. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to play a much more modern interpretation of the genre. And I really enjoyed it. Like Caroline said, it's really fun to just be able to build your zoos and, you know, make a a snake habitat if you want or make some polar bears or you know just be like hey i would like a nice animal exhibit of this particular animal you were like doing something and i wasn't doing anything and i was like fine i'm building a water snake habitat and you're like why and i'm like water snakes we need them now and i was like we must have water snakes and then i build the water snakes and you're like are you okay like do you feel better and i was like yes these are my water snakes and then i like do a challenge wasn't part of the game at all. Anyway, sorry. Right. So you can just, you know, be weirdly (laughs) devoted to building any single animal habitat and fill it with any single animal. Or you can just try and make the most varied and broad and, you know, exciting kind of zoo that you would want to go to if you were a zoo person. A zoo person. A zoo person. If you were a zoo goer. (laughs) A goer of zoos, as it were. A zoophile. A zooer. Topia! Don't you mean Zootropolis? Yes. Where was I? (laughs) Okay, I don't know. You were reviewing the game. Yeah. So it's also great that you, like Caroline said, you can go into third person mode with your little guy and run around and you can, there are different stations you can build the exhibit so you can feed the animals or you can build a glass wall that you can, you know, observe them through or you can wash them if you want. 
So that's a cool little addition, and there are some bits of the gameplay that are like, feed three animals, or wash one animal and feed another one at the same time. Stuff like that that makes it kind of fun to do. Yes. One person cannot wash one animal and feed one animal at the same time. No. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. And I really liked the different modes, because depending on what you were looking for, you could just build a massive sprawling mega zoo, or you could just try and get as many species as possible, depending on just what challenge you were in the mood for. Right. The one thing I believe they changed from the previous versions that I was a little bit disappointed of is that you cannot put a predator animal and a prey animal in the same oh habitat. God, Marco. I, I tried, but it would not let me put a jaguar with a llama, which is a little sad. Thank God. I'm trying to promote like animal abuse in zoos. You tried to hit me with your car. I wanted to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't try to hit the animals with my car. You tried to hit me. So? Rude. Okay. Let's get to questions. Let's do it. Caroline? Yes. What were your favorite and least favorite animals? So, (sighs) I'm chuckling at this. My favorite animals were the alpacas. Okay. Because in the most, I think the one that we spent the most time on was, was it a challenge mission or was it career mode? It was a challenge mission. Challenge mission. And we had to kind of work with this alpaca biome and introduce different species of alpaca into the biome and or I guess it's an exhibit I keep calling it a biome because it was like tundra rainforest or whatever it is so in my alpaca exhibit I had two different species and one of the challenges was to feed two different species of alpaca and I really like feeding them. They're very fluffy and cute. And I would call them by their names because they all have names. So I'd be like, Carol, get your butt over here and eat this orange hole, please. And like, then Carol would like trot over here and and eat the orange from my hand, which was very sweet. So I really like the alpacas. They were like our tried and true, like steady from day one kind of animal. So I like those. (sighs) My least favorite animal. I'm sorry. Could you speak up, please? My least favorite animal. My least favorite animal. It had nothing to do with the animal, okay? I would like to say I am an animal lover. I really do love all animals except for bugs. I love every, yeah, I love every type of animal. I think that animals are the best and they protect our world and they live in our world and it's it's beautiful. However, the red-rumped agouti, which lived on a rock in the middle of our zoo, would not level up to level 15, and therefore I hate it. (laughs) We had a weird little one-off task, and they kind of pop up throughout the course of the challenge we were on. But there was a weird little one-off task where we needed to get a red-rumped agouti to level 15. So you needed to get this specific species, any animal of that species, to a certain level. Yeah. And it gave us a timer of an hour to accomplish this task. Like a full, like, real-time hour. Right. So it's not something that you were supposed to, like, see that it was there and then immediately go do and accomplish as quick as possible. However, like a maniac trying to farm a Destiny pinnacle weapon that's supposed to take you an entire season in the course of two days, Caroline dropped absolutely all of our (laughs) other tasks to focus on getting this individual animal to level 15. Not that there's anything she could do to make it level up. No. But she built like a special little biome and left it open so that she could check back to see if we could adopt a level 15 one. 
She kept checking to make sure there was no poop in the pen and make sure it had food and make sure it had company and make sure its happiness level was high so it would level up. We already had two red rum to Goody and I would check in on them like every two minutes. At that point, we had 20 other animals in the zoo and Caroline would have forsook them all in order to get this one rodent creature one level (laughs) higher. It never got to level 15. It was at level 14 by the time we stopped. Yeah. And we still had like 35 minutes left. Oh, we had a, yeah. Yeah. That was was after two hours of playing. Yeah. We were like, we cannot continue. So. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, Marco, what was your favorite animal slash least favorite animal? I mean, my favorite animal in real life is the seal, but Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever got to the point where we could build a habitat for one no except in sandbox where we mostly use that to figure out how to play so i didn't yes. go for the seals my favorite was the jaguar pit that i built because you get a certain area that you can build your zoo in and you can place exhibits in any part of that area and then you just build paths that connect to it so when i was trying to see if you could put a predator and a prey animal in the same exhibit i built like a a jaguar exhibit that was like a grasslands way way separate from every other part of our zoo and i of course lovingly dubbed it the thunderdome and after it turned out i could not put a prey animal in there i just filled it with jaguars instead so it was just this angry pit of hissing cats isolated from every other part of our zoo i just remember like looking up from my red rum to goody fog and going to that part of the zoo and I was like wait why is this so far it's like one tiny thin path like to the end of the world and you were like what the f is this and I of course replied welcome to the Thunderdome correct what about your least favorite animal I don't know that I had a least favorite animal because I didn't form a weird rivalry with a pixelated (laughs) rodent the same way you did was it the red rum to goody because I wouldn't stop talking about it though Probably. You know, I'm going to go with the monkey that attacks you when you very first load into the game. <laughs> whoa, 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 Let's clear something up. When you first load into the game, you're at the front entrance of the zoo. And you can, if you want to, interact with the lemur keeper. It's a lemur, first of all. It's not a monkey. And if you interact with it, it like jumps on you and says, hey, it does not attack you. That is blasphemy. You're blaspheming this lemur. I'm going to answer the lemur that attacks you when you first load into the game. Because I thought I was interacting with one of my employees. I was going to say, hey, Diane, how are you doing? How are the kids? Is everything going well? Nice to see you today. She didn't have a name. She didn't have a name, but I named her in my head. Okay. And then instead, the moment you approach her, this monkey savagely (laughs) jumps out at you. And like grabs your hair and starts gnawing on your clothes. And it just, we didn't have any lemurs in the zoo after that. You're ridiculous. Caroline, what was your favorite biome? Probably tropical, because we used it so much. It was, like, used for almost every animal that we used. And we had, like, little tropical rocks at the Red Rump Taguti. And, yeah, so I think it was tropical. Tropical is usually my favorite biome. Like, if you know me, you know that I really love botanical gardens. And my favorite part of any botanical garden is, like, the tropical area, if they have it. So I really, I just love a tropical biome or exhibit. I think it's really cool. Nice. What about you, Marco? I'm going to agree. It was the very first biome that you could use. Mm -hmm. And then you had to build a bunch of tropical biomes and fill them with good animals to sort of level up your zoo and earn other biomes. So because of that, we got very used to dealing with the tropical biomes. 
And you could fit a lot of different animal types in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next question. Yeah. What was your favorite aspect of the game? I would say my favorite aspect is actually the little animal happiness meter. That it shows just how happy they are in general. And then it kind of breaks it down into, you know, are they hungry? Do they have the good amount of social stimulation? Do they have company? Do they have toys? Do they have a shower? Stuff like that. And it was just very fun to build an exhibit, fill it with animals, and then customize it. So they had their little food station and then their little bath station. And you could see all the happiness bars go up and your giraffes were like, haha, leaves. Yes. Now I am happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I just loved also how you could check in on a biome and then check on each individual animal's happiness. So in our alpaca pit, we had like four adult alpacas. And then we had a child alpaca and they were all happy except for the child. And I was like, Gary, please be happy. I gave you everything you need. Please just accept the warmth and love from your mother. Please, Gary. And then like after 10 minutes, he was happy. It was funny that they had it. Yeah, I liked that they had individual names and you could be like, oh, it looks like little Steve isn't doing so well. Let's give him some more leaves. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, I didn't even answer what mine was. Oh, I thought you just did. No, I mean, I did I did like that part of the happiness meter. I think that my favorite aspect of the game was the interactions with animals. So as Marco pointed out, you could have like a glass pane where you interacted with them. You could feed them as I really love doing. You could wash them. And it was just a cute way of like interacting with animals. And it kind of made you want to learn about different types of animals and like what they like to do. Because different interactions were for different animals. Like, you could hose off a hippo, but you couldn't hose off a jaguar, of course. <laughs> so, it was very interesting to me. I feel like I want to learn more about, like, wildlife nice. and zoos now. Sounds like the game accomplished a goal, then. I think so. Raise awareness for animal issues. Raise awareness sure. for animal care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Marco, what was your favorite moment of gameplay? Well, I I don't want to say it was your weird obsession with the Red Rump Dagooty. <laughs> because I don't want to encourage that sort of behavior, but I do want to throw it out there as an honorable mention. Thank you. My favorite moment of gameplay was the poop sprint. Yes, the poop sprint. So when you build a new exhibit, it forces you to connect it to a previous exhibit so that people can actually get to it. So you can't just build a weird little island floating in the middle of nowhere. You can build a weird little island floating in the middle of nowhere with a single road that connects it to something. Hence the Thunderdome. Hence the Thunderdome. But when you just build either what you can afford or just what you have actually unlocked at the time, you kind of create a weird sprawling mega zoo with absolutely no rhyme or reason and no like layout. So it's just kind of a big tangle of interconnecting roads and exhibits and stuff like that. I finally understood what you meant by poop sprint just yep. now. I know what you're talking about. So because I don't, it didn't make sense to me that when you build a new exhibit, you just connect it to one. I connected it to all of the nearby exhibits <laughs> so that if you were at the alpaca exhibit and you wanted a burger, you didn't have to traverse all the way back through the zoo to get to the entrance to then go on the burger path. They all cut and intersected. But that meant that if you did need to hit several different points across the map without the ability to zoom out and see it as a whole, you were kind of in a labyrinth of roads and food stands and animal exhibits. And there was one point where all of our animals contracted gastroenteritis, and so they were all pooping. Yep. All the time. And one of our little tasks that it assigned us was to get in a buggy 
which you can do in this game. You can go to your little person and then you can get in a car and drive around the zoo. But you had to get in a little buggy and drive to every exhibit in four minutes in order to give them all medicine. In a normal zoo, this would be fine because you would just go in the big circle, you would hit each exhibit and you'd be done in a minute and a half. But since our zoo looked like it had been laid out by a man whose only artistic capability was to throw spaghetti at the wall, it took me all of the available time zigzagging across the entire course on a mad dash to stop our animals from shitting themselves to death. Yeah. Hence the poop sprint. Poop sprint. Poop sprint. I remember it. Yeah. I remember it fondly. It was terrible, but I loved it. Yeah. Caroline? Yes. Favorite moment? So there was a challenge that... We didn't figure out the first time, but I made sure to figure out how to do it the second time, and that was to take a photo of a specific animal for a magazine. And I was like the zoo photographer after this one moment of figuring out how to do it. And there was a point, I think it was my beloved red rum to Gooties that I needed to take a picture of, and I got a shot lined up perfectly of one a goody. And another one like at the last second jumped in and they kind of posed together and it was so sweet and cute and I got a very good picture of my red rum to goodies. Nice. My most loved and my most hated. Of course. Yes. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Okay and final question. Yeah. Could you cut it as a zoo tycoon? Maybe? Sure. I feel like this wasn't quite an accurate representation of how being a zoo tycoon works. It's more of being like a zookeeper and owner. Right, because you you bought animals and you built biomes and you, you know, organized your zoo, but then you also had to go and feed them and refill their food and clean up the poop. It felt like you were the zoo less than your specific zookeeper or zoo owner. It's very deep. But I'm I'm going to say maybe because I really enjoyed building new exhibits and all that stuff because you could just click a button and it would fall fully formed from the sky and just chonk itself into place next to all your other exhibits. However, I am given to understand that that's not how it works in real life. And I don't know if I have the patience for that. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, what? I agree. Yeah. I don't love zoos that much necessarily because... I think a lot of the times they're not doing a good job. There are like specific zoos that treat their animals really well, but I do think animals in the wild thrive better in some circumstances. I know that that's not all circumstances. Pandas. Um, pandas. But I do think it's similar to Farming Simulator. We would be really good working together yeah. on a zoo. That's what it taught me. So I like that. Yeah. And I would freak out about Red Rum to Goodies, but he would be there to calm me down. Yeah. Hopefully. Tell, tell her that levels don't exist in real life. Exactly. Exactly. All right, final thoughts. I enjoyed this game a lot more than I thought I would. Same. I thought I was just going to load in and it would just be a zoo tycoon game and I would get bored with it in like half an hour. But I actually ended up really, really enjoying it. Yeah. It's on Game Pass, so it's free and that's how we played it. You can get it or any of its other billion iterations on computer and i'm sure that since they're a little bit older you can get them for a relatively reasonable price yeah i would absolutely recommend it and i would heavily recommend this game in particular because you have the ability to play with friends yes i think that's one of the things that was always weaker about the other ones is that you just kind of sat at a computer by yourself staring at animated animals all day but having a friend that you can talk to and joke about your goodies and your poop sprints <laughs> made it really fun yes yeah caroline I agree with everything you said. I'm nothing to add, actually. Awesome. Great. Great. If you liked what you heard today, please like and subscribe. I think we finally have November in the second most listened to spot. 
I think so. In our month. So that is like really, really awesome. Um, we hope to just continue to keep getting better. And we only thank you guys for that because you are the ones that help us with that. Everyone in Michigan and California, no idea who you guys are, but thank you. Love you, Michigan. Love you, Michigan. So please like and subscribe. You can find us, Review for Two, on iTunes and Spotify, at Review for Two on Twitter, review the number four TWO at gmail.com. Text us if you know us. Um, yeah. And suggest more games for us. Yeah, we love getting game suggestions. We love it. Absolutely. So I think that's it. Thank you, guys. Cool. Happy Thanksgiving. No, that was a while ago. (laughs) That was a week ago. This is what we get for recording on a delayed schedule. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Happy holiday. (laughs) Got him. Got him. Bye. raising his eyebrows on me. I don't mean that kind of cougar. I mean, you sicko. You're the one who said it. <laughs>